0: 10 Tiny Habits That Will Change Your Life. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode where I will be covering 10 tiny habits that will change your life. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day. So go click the link in the show notes, scroll through all their products, see which ones might work best for you and your health needs. Then when you get to check out, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 187 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbits, and today is a solo episode of the podcast where I will be covering 10 tiny habits that will change your life. And recently, I've done a lot of these episodes where I do 10 habits that could potentially improve your mental health or 10 habits to improve your life or 15 things that, uh, stupid things that men associate their masculinity with, all sorts of these things. I really enjoy these solo episodes and exploring these topics with you guys. And seeing if I can sophisticatedly and accurately express what I think might resonate with you because it's resonated with me. And so that's why we're doing this today. Because these tiny habits, these little deliberate actions that you take every single day, create the totality of your life. And so if we can be very conscious and deliberate with these daily actions, then these tiny actions add up to create the life that we want. And it goes in reverse too. If we keep making these deliberate choices every day to not do the things that make us feel great, to not do the things that we know are in our best interest, then it will create the life that we don't want. But there's always time. There's always time. If there is breath left in your lungs, that means that you can make a choice to change your life. And that means that you have the capabilities and the capacity to change your life. And it all starts with making a decision. Making a decision, right? It becomes... This process of awareness, acceptance, and action. You are aware that you want to make a change or you are aware that you could do better or that you can improve or you can become better. Everyone can improve. You're never too good to get better. And if you're aware of that, then you're like, okay, I'm aware of that. I'm aware that I need to tackle this or I've been avoiding this or I could get better at this. Full well knowing that you're you're enough, you're capable, you're loved, you're valuable, but you have this awareness that you want to just improve a little bit in this area, okay? Then you move to step number two, which you accept it. You accept that fact that this is your starting point, okay? This is my starting point. Whatever it may be for an exercise routine, meditation routine, journaling routine, um, finding a new job, creating a new resume, um, filling out the gaps in your education, whatever it is, you just accept that for what it is. Acceptance doesn't mean um, I can never change it. Acceptance means this is my starting point, this is really where I'm at, and I have to accept the fact that this is actually where I'm at, and now I've accepted that I can move from this honest place and take these small steps forward that create these large massive gains in my life. And then step number three, ultimately the most important thing, ultimately the only thing that's actually gonna move the needle forward in anything that you do in your life is action is action, but these first two steps are very important. You become aware, you accept, and then you move into action. Again, the only thing that's ever gonna move the needle forward on anything you want in your life is going to be action. Everything is decided by action, and action means these daily, deliberate choices that you make that could potentially, that could potentially change your life, and they're changing your life anyways. Not making a choice is still making a choice, and so you have to think about the consequences of your actions, and the consequences of your inactions. Consequences of your actions, consequences of your inactions. There's always going to be hard. Hard is never going away. Hard and difficulty and setbacks and obstacles are part of life. And so you have to choose your hard. I would rather armor myself by doing hard things, by making these deliberate choices, by creating discipline in my life so that I can handle the more difficult moments that pop into my life that were unpredictable, that are challenging, that are uncontrollable. And I've built a foundational piece into my life to allow myself to handle those things a little bit better. And when the joyous emotions come, when the happy emotions come, when the fulfillment, the love, the purpose, all of those beautiful things that also come with life, I can enjoy them fully and deeply. So it's about this range of things that we experience as humans and building these habits and actions and protocols and algorithms into my life to be able to fully experience those range of things, whether it's on the quote-unquote positive or quote-unquote negative emotional side, I'm still able to feel, experience, and deal with it. It's the same three-pronged approach, awareness, acceptance, and action. And so that's a little bit of introduction to what we're going to talk about today, again, which is 10 tiny habits that will change your life. And here is number one. Number one is make your bed. Now, specifically making your bed will not change your life. And specifically making your bed will not make you successful. But it's the idea of making your bed. It's the idea that every morning you are disciplined enough to commit to this action. It's the idea that you can create a habit. It's an idea that you are the type of person that can wake up in the morning on time when they said they were going to wake up, get out of bed, and make your bed. So you can complete and accomplish the first task you said you were going to do. So you built a reputation in yourself. You create a self-image that you are the person you say you are. It's not specifically about making your bed. It's about the action and the discipline that you're creating into your life that allows you to be the person who says and does the things they say they're going to do. And so it's also a beautiful way to accomplish something right off the bat, right off the bat. To say that what if you have an absolutely dog shit day where everything goes wrong, nothing goes right, it's all fucked. That's potentially can happen. It happens to all of us all the time. You get a flat tire, you're late to work, you get fired from your job. Someone passes away, you get sick, you throw up, you eat something bad, you lose your wallet, you lose your phone, your phone gets cracked. All this stuff, right? And then you get home at the end of the day thinking, man, fucking tough day. But then you look at your bed And you see that you actually accomplished something today, regardless of how bad today was, you woke up and you committed to something. You woke up and you said, I'm going to make my bed today because I'm a disciplined person and I'm the type of person who does that. Then we go throughout our day and we have all these unpredictable, uncontrollable setbacks and challenges happen, but then we walk back into our house at the end of the day and we feel just a little bit accomplished because we did that one thing right in the morning off the top of the bat. Having an a.m. routine is important for those sort of same type of things. Now, again, making your bed specifically will not make you a millionaire. But the practices and the discipline that a person who does make their bed every morning has are the same type of qualities and consistency that is required to be a quote-unquote successful person. So that's number one. Number two, simply drink more water. Drink more water. There's tons of, tons of reasons why you need more water. Here's a few, right? Water lubricates your joints. It, foams, uh, it forms saliva and mucus. It boosts skin health and beauty. It regulates body temperature. It flushes waste. It maintains blood pressure. Um, the airways need it. Your body needs it. Water is a foundational piece of how the human body works. And we have to give our bodies enough water. So drink more water. Right after you make your bed, have an eight-ounce glass of water. Definitely should be drinking water before, right when you wake up. Um, You definitely should be drinking water way before you get on your phone and way before you drink coffee. At least if you can do those two things, you're starting off on the right foot. You've made your bed and you drank some water before you got on your phone. And... Before you had caffeine to allow your system to wake up to allow (sighs) the water to lubricate your joints to um, flush out waste to just wake yourself up in a more revitalizing and healthy way rather than rolling out of bed, immediately checking our phone and immediately turning on the coffee, right? Have a little bit of discipline about yourself. Be someone who actively takes care of their body, their mind, and their soul by doing just a few little things that could potentially alter the fabric of your whole entire life. And it's very, very important, and it's not far-fetched. So drink more water simply. Drink more water as well as, which we're going to get to uh, soon, so I'll I'll just hold off to that. But number three, jump rope for two minutes daily. I like this one because it's simple, it's easy, jump roping is fun and it allows you to just get a bit of movement. Now, from my experience, when I jump rope for two minutes, it seems to go by very quick. I get some extra reps in, and then I feel like, oh, that's fun. I just moved around a little bit. Now my endorphins are going. I've been drinking some water. I made my bed this morning, and I just jump rope for two minutes. Maybe I want to do that uh, in increments throughout the day to give myself you know, breaks because we're only really supposed to work for 90 minutes. That's sort of our work bout. Andrew Huberman talks about this a lot with circadian rhythms and different body clocks that we have, the 24-hour clock, the 90-minute clock, and then getting up and doing something, some sort of activity or rest or recovery to allow our brain to flush and then move into our next 90-minute workout. And doing a uh, jump rope during that time is awesome, or jumping jacks or going for a walk or having non-sleep deep rest. But I think jumping rope for two minutes daily is something that could change your life because it uh, allows us to get our feet moving, coordination, balance, which are all really important things for sort of the longevity of our life. You can listen to Dr. Peter Atia and Dr. Kelly Storette talk about that in their new books about balance how important it is stability and mobility for longevity as uh, as well as like muscular strength and muscular density but just adding some sort of jump rope routine in there and jump rope is fun and you get and you just like you can do get creative with it you get some bonus reps in you can do it as your break in between your workouts you can do it to get your brain refreshed again you can use it while you're breathing like you can knock out a couple things at once i think just jumping rope is really fun and And it's something that I encourage um, you to try. And you might not be good at it at the start because it's hard. Jumping rope is hard. Um, But give it a try. See what you can do. See how good you can get at it. See what sort of stuff you can uh, work on. Can you do one-legged hops? Can you do a double jump, right? All of these cool things that could potentially be added into this one little two-minute routine that you do throughout the day that just sort of revitalizes you and allows you to move and honor your body throughout the day while you're working or doing whatever. Number four go outside. Very simply, spend some time outside. Touch some grass, as Brett Cooper would say. But yeah, really, go outside. Honestly, um, feel the fresh air. Breathe in the fresh air. Get some sunlight. Andrew Huberman, again, talks about this all the time, that you want to get some morning sunlight in as soon as possible, right? So if you're thinking about a really dynamic morning routine, it could potentially be wake up, take some deep breaths while you're in bed, think about some of your intentions for the day, maybe write down some things or just think about them. Um, Allow yourself to wake up a little bit, get your feet on the floor, think about how grateful you are to have another day for the breath to be renewed in your body. And then get up, make your bed, maybe do some personal hygiene, brush your teeth, wash your face. Then I would highly recommend having a glass of water, drinking that as fast as you possibly can. I also drink an element in the morning, um, which is something that you can do as well, which is great for hydration and electrolytes. It goes great with water, so you can do both of those to knock out your hydration really early in the morning. And then go for a walk, a short walk, view some sunlight, go outside, breathe in the fresh air, see the sunlight, move your body. Um, This is all before you even think about looking at your cell phone because that is not even close to good for you, your brain, or your day, or your energy when we just wake up. And so we want to be able to then go outside. Go outside. Allow yourself to feel the fresh air. Take some nice deep breaths. Look at the sun. Get your circadian rhythms back in uh, in. In tune for the 24 hour clock. That's the same thing you do with the 90 minute breaks when you're jumping rope. All things like that matter. They matter. Now, these things specifically will not, again, make you quote unquote successful, right? There's tons of successful people who don't do any of these things. And that's totally cool. But this is giving you a, your best chance to succeed because you're creating patterns, you're creating discipline, and you're giving your body the things it needs to be able to recover to get to the edge of your capacity to work as much as you can, but also recovery just as hard and also be present and have deep love and all of these very important things that a well-rounded individual will have. And so that's why I think it's important. Again, your choice. But I'm just giving you some things that I think have worked for me and I know have worked for the people that I talk to and work with and in, in the literature and the research that I've read as well. Number five. Take a one to two minute cold shower. This is very similar to making your bed. It's about creating discipline. And we also want to interject little things in our day that are hard, that are hard because we have to armor ourselves, right? We got to choose our hard. David Goggins talks about this. He talks about chosen and unchosen suffering. There's tons of unchosen suffering in the world. Tons. All of us will go through things that are not our fault, that we didn't ask for, that are uncontrollable, that are unexplainable, horrible things. Suffering exists in the world today, and so do evil people, and so do evil things. That's unchosen. But what about chosen suffering? I don't know if I love the word suffering, but doing things that are hard, doing things that are hard. And one is taking a one to two minute cold shower. Another is making your bed. Another is getting morning sunlight. Another is drinking water. Another is doing jujitsu or workout or jumping rope every day, right? Or reading 10 pages in a book or uh, running or whatever it is choose your heart because you're armoring yourself you're armoring yourself for for when the inevitable setback challenge or obstacle comes into your life you know that you've been through the suck before and you can overcome it again yes it might take time and patience and grace and kindness and support and help but you individually have the hope that things will get better and you can get through this that's because you've built this into yourself you are creating an undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are. And you've built this self-image and this self-esteem in yourself by creating this reputation of who you are, by doing these hard things, committing to these hard things, creating discipline in your life, and doing them deliberately and consciously every single day to create the person that you know you can become. And so that's why it's important. Number six, send a good morning text. Why not? Why not? Why not send a good morning text. It could be to the same person every day, could be to a different person every day, but this is just about creating relationships. And relationships are the most important thing. I don't know how many times I can say this on this podcast, but if you're a new listener, one, thank you for being here. But there's an 85 year study that was done and basically it said, out of Harvard, and it basically said to live the good life, you have to have good relationships. So why not send a good morning text? feels good for you to send a text and it definitely feels good for the person to receive the text and it's just creating relationships. Hold on, I'm scratching my throat. throat) It's just creating relationships. It's creating love. It's creating connection uh, and it's just a really kind, honest gesture and you do it from the bottom of your heart saying, hey, you know, good morning. I hope you have a great day. Like whatever it is, but send something. And, and make that a habit to, to check in on your people, to send texts, to send messages, to have phone calls, to create connections, right? Relationships take work. The relationship we have with ourselves takes work and effort. And the relationships we have with other people take work and effort. And we have to put in that work and effort to create these amazing relationships that will absolutely change the fabric and the texture of our whole lives. That's so beautiful to have those powerful, strong, reciprocal, honest, cooperative relationships. And it starts with effort. It starts with you creating channels of communication with the people that you want to have these beautiful relationships with. And one way to do that is potentially sending a beautiful good morning text. So, now I say this, good morning text is at least one hour if not the very least, 30 minutes after you've woken up, right? Because you you made your bed, you drank your water, you viewed some sunlight, maybe you did some jump rope, and then we're we're 30 minutes in, maybe even 60 minutes in. Now you're on your phone potentially starting your workday or sitting down to eat breakfast or whatever your schedule may be. Then we have this time to send out this good morning text, right? But we're not instantly hopping on our phone right when we open our eyes to wake up. It's bad for our brain, bad for our body, bad for our energy. It's bad for everything. So, create some discipline, create some structure, create some PM and AM bookends that allow you to take control over your morning and night so that you have a little bit more control over those ends of your days because the chunk in the middle is going to be very uncontrollable. and so if we can start off and end really well, then we have those <clears throat> those bookends to create the cornerstones of our life and the deliberate actions we wish to take and how we want to show up and the values and all of those really, really important things. <clears throat> so that goes along with number seven which is hide your phone, hide your phone. Distraction is the number one reason why people don't reach their level of potential. It's why they leave so much untapped potential. It's why they leave so much potential dormant. It's because they get distracted and they don't know how to focus on the right things at the right time. That's attention. You have control over your attention, your effort. You have control over your attention and your effort attention and effort. And now your attention is in your control. So how can you focus on the right things at the right time for the right amount of time? And potentially one of those things that might help you do that is by hiding your phone. Hiding it means putting it in another room so that you can get 90 minutes uninterrupted of work time. You can get into deep work. You can actually finish the things that you're trying to do. You're not just attention switching and multitasking quote-unquote even though that's not a real thing and you're leaving some attentional residue behind as your task switching no follow through on one thing all the way through get it done hide your phone put a timer on go 90 minutes and see how deep you can get into your work and how much you can actually get done when you're not checking twitter or instagram every 15 seconds and your attention is left there and left here and then you have like Not as much attention, not as much willpower, and not as much brain power left over to do the thing that you actually deemed important. Okay. What's your most important task? Knock it out. And then go down that list. Hide your phone, put it away, shut off your notifications, go on airplane mode, do things that allow you to get less distracted so you can get more done in also a shorter amount of time because you're more focused, because you have control over your attention and your effort. You have control over your attention and your effort. So your attention is focused on the one thing that you think is the most important thing you're doing in that moment. And your effort is fully there, giving your best effort while you're in that work bout. And that's extremely important. And that comes with just putting away your phone, or getting less distracted, or finding ways to refocus over and over again, or finding ways that allow you to focus on the thing that is Right in front of you, so you can get it done. You can get into deep work. And that teaches you then how to get into deep love, which is just as important as deep work, if not more important. Right? We want to go deep. Start doing all the shallow work that takes you way longer than it could have when you can work less hours and do even better work because you're not as distracted because you put those distractions away. You've moved them away. It's very important to understand that, to be able to focus your attention on the right things for the right amount of time. Very, very, very important. And it's one of the key factors in creating the life that you want is how you control your attention and your effort because those two things are fully under your control and we have to focus on the things that are fully under our control. Number eight. End your work day with a complete shutdown ritual. This is part of the bookends that I was talking about. We briefly spoke about an a.m. bookend. Now we're talking about a p.m. bookend. When you're done with work, you should have a complete shutdown ritual where you're powering off, you're leaving the deep work aside because you've gotten into deep work because you decided that you don't want to do all this shallow, distracted Task switching work bullcrap that's not getting you anywhere you want to do fully focused deep, deep work ninety minute bouts with some breaks in between like jumping ropes or jumping jacks or going for a walk or doing some burpees and ninety minutes at a time you're you're attacking these ninety minute work bouts in deep, deep, deep ways so you can get the most work done. you have control over your attention and your willpower, and you're removing the distractions. And all these really powerful tools that we can use to get into deep work. And then when that's done, you have a complete shutdown ritual. You have a complete shutdown ritual. Why? Because the next thing that happens into your life, whether you have a family, a partner, kids, or you're going out with friends or whatever, you want to get into deep love. And you can't get into deep love. You can't love fully and be present and create quality time with the people you're around if you haven't fully shut down. From the thing that you just got done. Deep work, a complete shutdown, a ritual for that. Rituals are very important. Whatever you may do, think about it. But you've just crushed it. You just had a great work day full of deep work bouts. Now you're trying to go into deep love. You want to be present for dinner. You want to make dinner. You want to be present. You want to spend quality time with your friends. You're about to go meet them or your kids are coming home or you want to spend time with your kids or you want to spend time with your partner, right? Having that shutdown ritual allows you to transfer. Seamlessly into deep love, which is about presence and quality time. Deep love is about presence and quality time. That's what we're after. Number nine, breathe intentionally. This could be through a mindfulness practice, a meditation practice, a contemplation practice. But we want to be able to, at points throughout the day, breathe with intention. Now you can set up these as a protocol. If this, then what? If I walk through a door, then I take one mindful breath. If I finish a workout, then I take three mindful breaths. If I go to the bathroom, then I take one mindful breath. Setting up little protocols and algorithms throughout the day that allow you to really take a mindful breath, which is in through the nose, holding at the top, and exhaling really strong. And we want to breathe into our diaphragm, into our belly, not breathing with our shoulders, but breathing so our belly expands in through our nose. And then breathing hard out the mouth. That's breathing intentionally. Now, you can set up a 10, 15, 25-minute meditation or mindfulness or contemplation practice to put that on your schedule to actually breathe intentionally. Or, again, you can put it as a protocol or an algorithm throughout your day so you get in those intentional breaths. Once I step outside, I take two mindful, or intentional breaths. Now you're knocking out two or three of these habits all in one, and so it becomes a rhythm in your life. You be, just become the person who takes care of these things. Yes, every time I step outside and I feel the fresh air, the sunlight, I breathe intentionally. Every time I finish a 90-minute work bout, I take a couple deep breaths before I do jump rope right adding these little things throughout the day it doesn't have to be these big long practices i don't have to sit here and meditate for 60 minutes every day to try and get in this sort of monk mode i'm a real person in real life okay how can i just sprinkle in these moments of intentionality of breathing of exercise of movement throughout my day because i'm a busy person with a lot of things going on i understand that so if we can sprinkle these things in throughout the day these sort of these micro moments of movement or intentionality, or of breathing, or of deep love, or of work, or of less distraction, or whatever it is. It's super important. So create these algorithms. If this, then what? If I go to the bathroom, then I take a mindful breath. Whatever it is, allow yourself to have those. And then they stack up throughout the day. Then you add those things together. Now I've taken at least two minutes of mindful breaths or breathing intentionally throughout the day. And I didn't have to sit down and do it. Now, when it starts to become a habit and a ritual in your life, maybe you do want to add a thing where you sit down for five to 10 minutes to sit with your thoughts and to sit with your breath and to connect to your life force and to move closer to the center of your being and to get into that being mode out of the having mode. It's a very, 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 very powerful practice. But if we can start with just having these micro moments throughout the day where we place them into our day throughout the algorithms that we place by just deciding to breathe intentionally sort of throughout the day based on the action we did previous. And I think that's really important. Again, in through the nose, hold the top, breathing into the diaphragm and the belly, and then exhaling just a little bit longer. And the last one, number 10, is lay out your clothes for tomorrow. I think this is important because it falls in line with the, with the first one, which was make your bed. This just creates less friction between you and the thing you want to do in the morning. Now, I put this on there because most people work out in the morning before work. And so we want to create as little friction as possible between you and the healthy habit that you're trying to create. That's why we're trying to make these habits too small to fail. And so if I already set my clothes out the night before, when I wake up, I see them. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I told myself I was going to work out today. That's why I'm waking up at this time to get my workout in. Now I get out of bed, I make my bed, and my clothes are already right there. I don't have to get them. I don't have to decide what I'm going to wear. I don't have to utilize that willpower or that power to decide. I didn't put them out, so I'm just not going to go. Put them out the night before. Make those decisions the night before, okay? You don't have, you can, you want to buy your will pair your, Excuse me. You want to buy your willpower at the store, which means if you don't want to eat certain foods, don't buy them at the grocery store so you don't have them in your house. Same thing with this. Buy your willpower the night before. Put out your clothes. Put out everything you need for going to the gym or doing whatever you're about to do so that you don't have to negotiate with yourself. It's there. You get it done, and you do it. Just like making your bed or drinking water or viewing morning sunlight or not using your phone you know sixty minutes or thirty minutes after you wake up, all of these things so you want to create as little friction as possible between you and the good habit you're trying to create, and that goes in the opposite direction as well <clears throat> if you're trying to remove or stop doing a thing that you know is bad for you, you want to create as much friction between you and that thing as possible, right if I want to use my phone less well i'm going to put it in a lockbox that's in my back closet on the top closet. So, so when I'm thinking about, oh, I really want to use my phone, but do I really want to walk down the hallway, grab the key, um, bring the box down, unlock the key, and then look at my phone? Maybe the answer is yes, but at least you've created some substantial friction between you and the thing that you want to remove. And so it's less likely that you're going to do it as often, and then you just go from there. And so, we're, so when we're trying to commit to doing a healthy habit, or creating a new habit that's too small to fail. We want to remove all the friction so that we know that we don't have to negotiate with ourselves when we try and do that thing, and we just do it and do it and do it and do it and do it, and then it becomes part of our fabric of who we are, and we just naturally do it. We just naturally make our bed in the morning. We naturally drink water. Um, we naturally you know, put our phone up and get less distracted and have deep love and deep work, and we have PM and AM bookends, and we have all of these things that are algorithmic and. Uh, in our lives. If this, then what? We breathe intentionally, openly. We go outside. We we jump rope. We do all of these things that we know are beneficial because we've created each of these habits individually and we started too small to fail and we built from there. We weren't in a rush. We know that we have time and we're trying to create ourselves <clears throat> into the best version of ourselves that we possibly can. And we're trying to create the best lives that we possibly can where we are capable and competent and confident and resilient and hopeful and optimistic and we live by our values and our first principles and we've built this way into our life by by first consuming best practices becoming aware accepting where we are and then ultimately the only thing that actually moves the needle forward like i said at the beginning of this episode is action and that's what this is all about that's why I'm giving you these 10 tiny habits because they resonated with me. Maybe they'll work for you, but it's worth giving them a shot. Maybe you've given a few a shot already. Maybe some of these things are already in the fabric of your life, and that's awesome. But it all starts and ends with action, with conscious, deliberate choices. That's what makes up our whole life. And you are the type of person who is capable of making the changes you want. You are capable of creating the life that you want. I believe in you, and I hope you believe in you too. Now it's time to get to work. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I appreciate you very much, and I'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. What habit resonated with you most deeply? What habit will you take and implement into your life starting today right now? And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbits directly supports me, This podcast and my mental health nonprofit, you are loved. So please consider becoming a supporter through Patreon. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.